Hello and welcome to the Up Close and Personal Trainer podcast. She's back. It's Shona Denovan. Woo! Woo! And the crowd go wild. Hi everyone, I'm back. It's been a hot minute. I bet you've all missed me. There's been so many requests on oh, the We've been inundated. Do you know what? Genuinely, um, this week, two people asked in the check-ins. No way. Yeah. And someone was even like, is Shona okay? And I was like, yeah, she's still alive. No, she's not okay, but she's still alive. <laughs> no, but she never has been okay, so... Never been okay. Well, that's so nice. I am okay. I'm still alive. Um, I'm here. I'm back on the podcast. Have you just um, heard about the announcements? Yeah, so I've seen that there's announcements for Angerland, but is there any announcements for us? Oh, I don't know. I was just going to get that information from you. I don't know. I think Nicola's got something up her sleeve for us. Nicola, what's she going to do? I think personally that she's going to put a curfew on us, um, which will not affect me in any way whatsever. Don't think I've been out past 10 o'clock in the last year anyways. (laughs) No. And I can't think of anyone that is out at past 10 o'clock that is not being naughty apart from like you know taxi drivers but everyone else get back inside get Um, yourself inside i don't think she'll close gyms again i don't think she'll close bars and restaurants again yeah come on nicola please don't denny uh do you have any idea what it's going to be i'm hoping that some of it is like oh my god this and I'm like I haven't been doing that anyway and nobody we allowed to do that like you know like more enforced social distancing I'm like I thought we were doing that anyway uh-huh. and then yeah. like not going out after 10 o'clock I wasn't doing that anyway so did we talk about this before I think we possibly did but there's like a South American country where on like Monday, Wednesday, Friday men are allowed out Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday women are allowed out no isn't that such a good idea? What? Is, is, is this for COVID or is this just like... No, 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 no. This is just for COVID. That's not just life in this South American country. No, it's um, like you're only allowed, out, like only women. I think it, I remember it was like women get the Saturdays, men get the Fridays and Sundays. The thing is, that wouldn't work here because they'd just be uproar about who's a woman, who's a man, who's identifying as what today. And it's not as clear cut. Whereas what would be quite clear cut is just old people have to stay inside. (laughs) I'll count myself. I'll, I'll be an old person. Like let people over 30. No, you'd um, be, you'd be out. That'll be me. You're a young You're a youngin. Um, um, can I tell you, like, completely unrelated uh, to what we're talking about, but I feel like it's quite a cheerful story and it might cheer you up. Okay, I love that. Story. Thank you. Yeah. Right. So the other day I was on a walk with my dog and I went into the Botanic Gardens in Glasgow, which are in the West End, really beautiful. And you have to keep your dog on a lead. That part of the story is not relevant. It's just a really nice park and it's really busy. 
So Just when a public service entrance, announcement, anyone who is going, please keep your dog on the lead. Thank you. <laughs> um, so walked in the main entrance, really busy day. There's like kids and stuff. You know what playing. I keep thinking about right now is the story you told about your friend who has to poo outside. <laughs> yeah, because that also happened in the Botanic Gardens. Oh, was that where it was? Yes. Oh. And that is, is why so you should keep your dog on the lead <laughs> because it might eat my friend's poo um no this story is much more wholesome and doesn't involve poo so remember the I really long in. poo <laughs> <laughs> oh my god right do you know we should do like a best bits of the up close of your podcast <laughs> or just one that's just all about poo yeah probably enough content anyway sorry continue your story oh thank you um right so walked in first bench at the entrance the busiest part of the park there was a man probably about my age sat there and he was in a suit and he had a laptop and he was like typing away in the laptop like looked like a young professional and there was a squirrel sat on his shoulder and he was like just typing away. There was people walking around. And I was like, am I going mad? Why is no one reacting to this man with a squirrel on his shoulder? And I was like, excuse me, you've got a squirrel on your shoulder. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, I know. And it turned out like he had a big jacket on and he had a bag full of peanuts in his pocket. And he brings it to the park every day to like just sit and do work. And the squirrel has like fallen in love with him. And the squirrel was like on his shoulder, climbing his pocket, sitting on his knee, eating the nut. It was the most wholesome thing I've ever seen. Imagine if you were like, excuse me, you've got a squirrel. Say squirrel again. Squirrel. (laughs) You've got a squirrel Squirrel. on your shoulder. You've got a squirrel on your shoulder. (laughs) And then he was like, oh my God. (laughs) I'm so fearful of squirrels. Did he have a name? The squirrel or the man? Both. <laughs> I did not learn either of them. Aww. They probably both did have names. But yeah, I just thought that was like a really wholesome story. And um, yeah, probably what we all need right now is just wholesome stories about nature and squirrels and things like that, you know? That would have never happened if we hadn't gone into lockdown. You're so right. Yeah. You're so right. Would it happen? I thought you were going to say that would never happen in Dundee. (laughs) (laughs) Probably be a pigeon. Not quite the same. (laughs) And then someone would be like, (laughs) (laughs) excuse me, you've got a pigeon on your shoulder. Probably be drunk, half dead. (laughs) Emma's like, that's my friend. That's my friend, my pigeon. (laughs) My friend Pidgeotto, the pigeon. (laughs) Did I tell you that I rescued a pigeon when I was younger? Wow. Tell me. It it had been um, run over and I took it home. I just finished swimming, so I had a towel and I wrapped it in my towel and I took it on the bus and I took it home and my parents let me keep it and I like nursed it back to health and it was called Pidgeotto. (laughs) And then... My mum was like, um, I think we should leave it out just to see 
like see how it is like if it can fly now and we just leave it out while you go to school dog ate it <gasps> your dog yeah oh I that's know. heartbreaking i know but it was really smelly and gross i don't know why my parents let me keep it it's the most disgusting thing <laughs> oh. that's another reason not to have children so can you imagine like you've just had a really busy stressful day and then your child comes home with a half-dead pigeon. Can we, can we nurse it back to health, mummy? No, put it in the back garden, let the dog eat it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what they should have said. But they were like, yeah, sure, just keep it in the shed. <laughs> um, okay, I have a question for you. This has been a thought that I have been thinking, obviously. And I listened to a podcast a couple of weeks ago and it was talking about this and I'm not good. I can't remember the details of it, but then I listened to something else yesterday and I was like, Oh, that is really interesting. So do you think people can change? And then do you think that anything is fixed? So the initial podcast I heard this on was like interviewing people at the start who were just about to get married and they'd ask like, Oh, what do you love about, your husband to be or your wife to be and they would normally say something like she's just so kind and she's funny and caring and like all these things that we think are like long-lasting attributes of someone and then the podcast goes on to explain like the science behind why actually not even your personality is fixed so anything can change and and as much as people are like, oh, well, looks fade, like, so does, so do many things, including, like, who you are, how you think, your experiences obviously shape things. And it's funny because we almost pick and choose what we want to believe from that concept, as in, we'd want to believe that, like, oh, Shona's always going to have the same morals that she does, and she's always going to be funny, and she's always going to be kind, and she's always going to be compassionate. But yet we don't want to believe, but, but then at the same, like, time we're like oh don't have a fixed mindset you can change anything about yourself if you put your mind to it now obviously you wouldn't want to change those good qualities of yourself Mm -hmm. but the fact is those things can change as well and and normally do change as well Mm -hmm. and then if you think about okay like are you the same person in like in a broad sense and then like let's talk about in any sense as you were five years ago or ten years ago Oh, that's so interesting. I've got so many thoughts on that. So the first thing that came to mind was I've been listening to Catherine Ryan's podcast. She's a comedian. Do you know who that is? No. She's just brought out this show on Netflix called Duchess, right? Anyway, she's really funny. And I was, I was listening to her podcast just there and thinking, she's so funny and so clever. And like, I kind of want to be like her, but it would be too obvious to like, just overnight become like her and I was thinking maybe I could just really slowly become like her and then people wouldn't notice as much so that was my first that was my first reaction to what you're saying and then second of all Paul and I were having this conversation recently so we've been together for nine years and then there's like that idea that which is so not true that everyone has a soulmate because there's billions of people in the world and you could you probably... just so happen to find the one person that also lives in Glasgow. I know, I know. So probably like there's lots of different 
people that you could actually spend the rest of your life with. It just so happens that we were in the same place and we had the same values at the time. But then once you've been with someone for a really long time, what you love about them is the shared experiences that you've had together. And the way, like we are definitely not the same people that we were when we first met, but it's the experiences that we've had together and not together that have changed us and made us who we are for the better or for together. the worse. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what I love about him rather than like, well, yeah, of course I love who he's become and who he is becoming, but at the same time, like the shared experiences is like what we have in common. So, so this is interesting because have- you see people like, like you guys who have obviously grown together, shared experiences, that's made your bond stronger. But then you also mm-hmm. see like almost the opposite of like we've just grown apart mm-hmm. you know and like maybe they have like maybe they've been together like 10 20 years but mm-hmm. for some reason like what would normally like make you grow together has made someone grow apart maybe like mm-hmm. I don't know what like whether that's just the way things are or if there's like certain things like because you guys well, I don't know yeah. Uh, it could be Stockholm syndrome. What do you mean? <laughs> like that's us stuck together now. Like we're trapped, and then you start to like fall in love with the person who's trapped you. Uh, yeah. Or it could just... you sometimes get like not so much that, but like the whole sunk cost fallacy, where you oh, think, yeah. oh, do you know what? We've been together nine years. May mm-hmm. you know it'd be too hard to start again, and you know what? I want to have kids. I'm approaching 30. If I start again, that means I need to be with someone at least a couple of years before I feel comfortable enough to then know that they're the person I want to have kids with. Blah, 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 mm. blah. And then you can just think, nah, this person will do. I've put in this much time. Don't want to waste that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently, I heard this st- statistic. That's a really hard word to say. The other day that um, there's 18 months between the time that you actually think that you want to divorce and that a divorce actually happening. That's such a long time. I think what, so do you mean the time between like in your head when you're like, I'm not sure this is working and the time when you yeah. say I want a divorce or do you yeah. mean, all right. Cause yeah, then it's a lot one. longer after that. I think you have to be separated for like a year. Yeah. 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 Oh God. It, it sounds like a horrible long process, but not 18 months between like the first little inkling that something's not right in your relationship and you actually saying, I don't want to be with you anymore. And it's That's an interesting statistic because I think that must be so individual. Like if I, well, I think just like when you know, you know. Yeah, but that's you. Yeah. And also I can't fake anything. I'm like, oh, you're stuck. Like, no, I just can't do it. As soon as I like was like, no, I'd be like, I'm gone. Uh-huh. But then I think, and I was listening to something the other day about decisions and about like how you make decisions. And then I heard something and I was like, oh, this is so poignant. So the word decision comes from decide. <laughs> I know, mind blowing, right? Wow. Decide me. I think it's French or Latin to, basically it means to cut off. So the whole idea behind this is, when you make a decision what most people do is they make like what i would term like a soft decision like 
oh yeah, I might go vegan, but the reason that they never stick to it is because it's not a hard decision. They've not cut off all other things. Like once you go vegan, there is no other options than to eat vegan food, right? That would mm-hmm. be a like solid decision. But most people are just like, yeah, I might try it for a couple of weeks or maybe a little bit less or maybe a few days or actually I might start tomorrow. And that's when you get into the territory of like decision fatigue. And I've done podcasts about how 100% is easier than 98% because you don't have to keep making that decision again and again and again. You make the decision once, you stick to it and you cut off Mm. all the other decisions. And that's like the best way to make a decision. Why am I talking? Oh yeah, because that's how you, that like ideally, if you knew you were going to break up with someone, or you knew you wanted a divorce, like that's how it should be, instead of like tantalizing yourself with, oh, what if this, what if that, or like thinking about it for two years. Imagine how much brain energy that would take up, and it's probably not fair on them either. No, wrong for two years. Yeah, I assume as well. There's like so many more factors as well that you would need to consider like you might have joint uh, commitments children house bills all that stuff that makes the whole decision so much harder I'm trying to relate this to fitness <laughs> I know that you always love to do that but, oh well um, this is easy relatable to fitness like in terms of like decisions mm-hmm. like that's what makes it easy uh, to stick to a diet is that if you that's why we always say like plan ahead once you've made that decision once you don't need to think about it all the time you don't need to sit down at every meal and think oh what am I going to have or can I have a little bit more of this or a little bit less of this or whereas if you've planned out your day or your week same with training like oh I could go to the gym now or I might go later or maybe I'll just go tomorrow no 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 it's in the diary you go on a Monday you go at this time that decision has been made for you and then you just need to follow through. Mm-hmm. Not poo yourself, but you know, do do the thing you said you were going to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that's really interesting. We've kind of veered off like what you initially. Yeah, go back to it. Do you think because yeah, it was than you were five years ago? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like, do you think totally you would like, like you, if you met yourself five years ago? Would you like them? Well. I always like to, especially right now, this is something I'm working on is self-compassion. And I think that um, I would have to really, like, yeah, absolutely. I like that person because that person's got me to who I am right now. Like the decisions she made five years ago led to me being this person. Um, And also like, if you don't like the person five years ago, then how can you like this person now? Well, because you've changed. I think you cannot like yourself previously because like, like, let's say you've realized that you used to be a very selfish person. Like we've spoken about this before. Like what was the initial thing we used to talk about? Um, oh, languages of love and things like that. Or like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I am just, a, I'm an inherently X person. I'm an inherently what did we used to say? What were we talking about? What was it like a secure, like attachment yeah. type? Yeah. So it'd be like, oh, I'm an avoidant. I'm just, that's just me. I can't change. That's just yeah. my personality type. No, mm. like you, you, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You don't want to change. Whereas you mm. might notice that in yourself. Okay. I am an avoidant. I don't treat people as well as maybe I could treat them. That's something mm-hmm. I want to change about myself. I wouldn't necessarily mean that you didn't like yourself then. 
I guess but equally it means that maybe you're like a better version of yourself now yeah but at the same time I don't think I'm fully there yet and I don't think I'll ever feel that I'm fully there yet like I'll always think there's something I can improve on there's something I can develop because it would actually be quite a sad place at a very yeah, sorry place. I'm perfect now <laughs> there's <Exactly. nothing. laughs> It's only taken me 31 years, but I'm here, guys. I'm perfect. Now I just have to not change for the rest of my life. <laughs> I think yeah. that would be even harder. Not changing. Not change. But also I think no. you go through different phases of your life. Like, depending on, like, where you are in your career, where you are in your relationships, where you are, like, in terms of having a family and, like, where mm. your kids are when, in the future and things like that. I think there's different stages of your life where you can place different efforts in different parts. Like one thing mm-hmm. James Clear talks about is having, and I don't totally agree with this, but let me talk you through it and, you, and I can uh, get your thoughts on it. But basically you have four different burners, like on a hob, you've got four places where you put the pan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, a hob. Uh-huh. Right. So you've got um, work, family, uh, I think the other one was friends, work, family, friends, health. And he says that you can't have all of these burning at the same time, like not burning like maximally at the same time. So some of them have to just be simmering along. Okay. Um, and he was saying that there's various different ways of thinking about this. Either you pick what priorities you have, or you can think of your life as like seasons. And I quite like that. So it was like, okay, I always think like throughout your 20s is kind of like quote unquote hustling. Like you're going to work hard, build a career and then it, and, and that doesn't, not how it always works out, but that might be that you're like, okay, well, during this point in my life, like for me, I'm single. I, I still want to take care of my health. After that, like, it sounds awful to be like, oh, friends and family don't matter to me. Like that's not, that isn't true at all, but where my emphasis is placed is probably more on work and health at the moment. That does sound quite bad. But anyway, like these seasons could completely change or it might even be within the same year. It might be, okay, for the next four months or for the next month, what's really important to me is the next deadline I have coming up. Or for the next month, actually, God forbid, like one of my family members gets ill, that's changing to my focus. So the point is that like his point was that you only have so much time effort and emotion and you can only put it into certain places at certain times but when I started thinking about that I think like if I put all my effort into work work wouldn't be better like if you sacrifice your health then you're not going to work harder because you're going to feel like hell if you then have no like support from friends or family you're not going to work harder like I think all of them lead into each other they all ignite each other's flames oh oh that was poetic but it is an interesting way to look at it like some people are so well I guess this was more an observation of like is this self-help but like all these theories and stuff about where you place your time and effort and and all this but like you can pick apart any of them like Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true put your time and effort into these certain areas I actually think that you need a good balance of all of them all the time and there might be certain like days or weeks or months where maybe work has to take a back seat for something else or like there's a I don't know there's a family crisis so that has to come first Mm. 
Yeah, um, I think it's also quite easy for a man to say that. Like a man to say, I can switch off this. I can turn down the, the heat on the family friends one and turn up the heat on the, the work one. Like that's really easy. Like what if you're someone that has children, someone that has commitments, you can't turn the heat off that. Like you have to keep that, that going. Oh, so um, but a man can, but a woman can't. What if a man yeah, has a family? It's really easy for James Clear to say that. Like you can turn the heat down on one thing and he can like turn his heat up on the other. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because like there's some people that have, have all four burners going all the time. And if they take one off, then something's going to explode. Like they have to have them all going. Yeah. Then the um, stir fry is going to yeah, get burnt. Yeah. I um, With these things, it's really interesting to hear someone's theory on it. Um, and that, that's the beauty of these, all these different like self-help books is that some things totally work for someone and it really clicks. You're like, wow, yep, that's speaking to me. I totally identify with that. And then other ones are just like, no. Because I mean, everyone loves Brenny Brown, apart from you. <laughs> I don't love her. Well, no, I don't love her. But, but what I think a lot of people get very easily caught up in and I mean like the same will be true potentially for people that listen to this or like our podcast is that it's very easy to get in someone's headspace so like I read Mm. the James Clear thing and initially I was like yeah this makes perfect sense like I completely get it I get these options I get that like that's probably how things work and like realistically like this this is probably quite accurate and then after a couple of days I was like just still thinking about it and I was like that actually don't think that that or more from I think it comes from discussing these things with people. So I spoke to a couple of mates. I was like, oh, this is like a theory. What are your thoughts on this? And usually it comes from you explaining it to someone else that you, that you can see the holes in it. And you're like, actually, now that I'm saying it out loud, maybe that isn't the case. But most people don't have those kind of discussions and most people don't question. So someone might listen to Brené Brown and be like, well, one, no one's questioning her on her podcast, right? So it's only from one point of view and then two you might not question her and then three like a lot of people think well who am I to question her I don't have a um a degree in this I haven't spent years and years researching this topic Mm -hmm. fine but it doesn't mean you don't have thoughts to put across and that none of these things this is one thing that I think people really need to take home when they're looking at like self-help books is that these are theories that like one should be questioned and also none of them are right none of them like there is no you can't there's no evidence to support these theories because you can't test these theories they might work for you at certain points of your life they might be useful ways of looking at things in certain situations but you can't really test them like if we go back to that the whole like decision thing when I was uh reading about that I was like I love this I love the way that like it's like make one decision blah 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 but one of the examples was someone who had decided to never eat sugar again. Never. And I was like, mm, is that a good decision? Or would it be better to have moderation so that you could still enjoy a piece of cake if you wanted it? And that's obviously what we promote as coaches is this moderation thing. But then if you use that one theory, this sort of like 100% decision theory where you're like, this is a hard decision. I'm never going to think about it again. That's it done for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Then 
like that doesn't fit in certain situations like I wouldn't say it fits in nutrition but it might fit with other things and it might fit for you in certain situations and yeah interesting but like it has to be questioned I think absolutely absolutely yeah you're so right but I mean like that's just the nature of like this popular psychology thing that's happening right now like everyone's wanting to know why am I the way I am because like COVID is ruining our mental health um and then all these like books are coming out and people are like yes this is it like I subscribe to this but you're right you need to always look at these things critically don't you yeah and then part of me is like would they work if they weren't said as facts mm. like, you know how these are all said as like okay this is how your life is you have these four important things you can only do like and put so much effort into each one and you will always have to compromise blah 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 if it was like you might have to this might be in a way kind of how things work but we're not really sure it's the same with like when we give out coaching advice sometimes you need just like if you do these things you will get this result and there's some there can often be like too many options which is basically why you come to a coach right so that you're taking away the other options do this and you'll get results and yes you're obviously going to discuss that and you're going to work with your coach to amend it when needed but what what like the problem with a lot of people is that there's too many options and they don't know which one to pick and I don't know if it would work if we were like well you know like not sure of ourselves like you have to be quite sure of yourself or no one really will listen to you yes I mean you could say anything like I've got this client he's like it's his it's something that he's really proud of is that he can like have an opinion and sound like he knows things about any subject like you'll literally give him any subject and he can bullshit you on it that is a real skill isn't it but it's also why zealots do so well because there yeah. might be someone like us putting out information and being like this is really interesting information, but there's not yet enough research to definitively say this is the right thing to do. Whereas mm-hmm. someone who's like, low carb is my life, they'll be like, the only way to eat is low carb. There is no other way. Carbs do not exist anymore. Like, it, yeah. it's, they're so sure of themselves. And that's attractive. If someone can say to you, 100%, if you don't eat carbs, you'll lose weight. No questions asked like well actually I could probably say that but anyway like I think it's the being sure of yourself plus I think um I think I probably have that skill maybe not on anything mm-hmm. but you can like I chat think, a load of crap and just <laughs> make it sound like you know what you're talking about yeah you're so right you're um so right. okay back to that <laughs> well I've veered off it again um uh, so what do you think are the things that change you then probably experiences but i also think massively the people that you hang around with mm-hmm. like yep. getting in your head what, probably everything you consume like not just your friends yeah but also like podcasts what you read who you surround yourself with what you watch on tv like everything really mm-hmm where you go, mm. where you spent most of your time, the countries you visited, yeah, absolutely. Mm. I, th- I think it's really important to change. Like it would be, as you said, it would be really hard to not to stay the same. 
But then you, like, if you think about it, if you look at people that you went to school with and you see them and, and they are the exact same person, you kind of feel a bit sorry for them. Yeah. Don't you think? You know, it's normally a negative. You know, if I was like, you've changed. <laughs> like, that's, that's always meant to be a negative. Like, you would never have done this before. You've changed. And actually, mm-hmm. like, yeah you've not seen me for 10 years like of course like of course I've changed and actually that's a good thing like I've I would like to think I've changed for the better even if like that individual maybe doesn't think so I think when someone says it to you it's because you are more than what you were before or you're like bigger than and they liked that before they could put you in the box they could control you they could do this but no you're actually like bigger now you can stand up for yourself. You've changed. You've changed. You've Why, changed. thank you. Thanks. Um, so anyway, at the end of that podcast, they came back to the people that were about to get married and basically told them all this information about how things, like the things that you love about the person you're about to marry will probably change. <laughs> <laughs> it was so romantic. Yeah, like literally, oh, I love him for, I love his hair. Well, his hair will one day fall out. <laughs> no, but it was more like, oh, I just love how kind she is. And it's like, well, this research says that most people don't stay like that. So. But it'd be a bitch one day. Yeah. She'll get old and grumpy. Don't get used to it. You like his name? Oh, well, he'll change his name. Huh. Get used to it. <laughs> yeah, that's going to change as well. Just so you know. No point getting married. You like his nose? It'll get bigger. All old men get big noses. Fact. <laughs> oh. And then when he wants to divorce you, he'll wait 18 months to do so. You'll be strung along <laughs> for the 18 months. I think that this study was like... Um, Some really by... pissed off divorcee. Yeah, exactly. People like marriage. You think you love them. <laughs> Think again. <laughs> oh marriage is quite scary though i didn't realize all the financial things are you signing a prenup um well i already have a will so i'll probably just get that like looked at again oh, okay so no but my point is that doesn't the will doesn't count if you don't die <laughs> <laughs> just so you know like i'm not sure how you what like the only two options are like death to us before i die (laughs) exactly come on yeah uh, yeah i feel like on a practical level prenup said like no brainer but also the most unromantic thing i don't know Mm -hmm. if i would want to get married to someone if they were like by the way we need to sign this for when we break up (laughs) like is that but then equally like you would bloody wish that you had mm-hmm. yeah yeah you're totally right um maybe you know cardi b just got divorced cardi b cardi b she just got divorced oh i feel that- really so her because um like i think cardi b is like one of the most interesting people in the world right now like she is like come Why? on wap wap all right. Plus, do you follow her on Instagram? No. Her daughter's called Culture with a K. 
Oh wow. She's just like she she's just really interesting and hilarious. Yeah, you know what I watched yesterday. What? Paris Hilton documentary. Oh, she just put it on her YouTube, hasn't she? Mm. She looks amazing. She looks so good, doesn't she? Oh, do you not think so? The silence speaking volumes. She's also got a really good um she's got like a cooking tutorial, how to make lasagna. Does on she? her YouTube channel. Oh. Yeah, she does. She doesn't look like the kind of girl that eats a lot of lasagna. No, she doesn't. And it's a really like it's quite like a calorific recipe. Um, but it is absolutely hilarious, so you should watch it. Oh, I might have a watch actually. I'm yeah, I'm quite a big fan. Mm-hmm. It's quite a deep oh. documentary. Emma, what age are you? 28. 28. Good news. You could you could qualify as Wayne, Lin- Wayne Lineker's new girlfriend. Oh. Right. Okay. Let's read this. Okay. I was okay. The, have you got the tweet? Do you want me to find it? I could find it quite quickly. I think I retweeted it. You did. Um, so if anyone's not aware of like basically what's happened with Wayne Lineker, Wayne Lineker is Gary Lineker's brother. He's 58. He's just put a post on his Instagram a week ago uh, advertising for a girlfriend. Okay, and I've got it, but I think that it will sound better if you read it out. Okay. Right, here we go. <clears throat> So my family have decided I need a girlfriend for my own sanity and health. So here's my criteria. Okay, let's start this off like I'm normal. Strong, nice, loving personality. Tick. Now to more important things. You must like older men, but only me. You have to be a worldie and above 30. Okay, 28, 29 could work, but not my age, as that would just look weird. You must, be, you must like to travel and to fly business class and stay in incredible hotels. Be prepared to give up your career or job or at least be able to work from a laptop on a tropical beach oh, somewhere. Tick. This is where I actually think this would, he would be ideal for you, Emma. <laughs> he would be absolutely perfect. Like, you love traveling. You can work from your laptop. You're 28, so, like, it would work. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was another couple there's of a things slight that, issue that um, he's a man. Oh. But, I mean, you could I don't imagine he was looking for, like, I'm pretty sure I could get away with never having sex with him. <laughs> how? <laughs> I'm like, oh, how do you do that? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, there's just another couple of things. Um, you must love the gym, health, food, and have body definition, as he will soon as well. And you've got body definition. I've got body definition. I've never heard it called that before, but yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine someone's like... I definitely hey, have a body. <laughs> and it has a different... It is defined. <laughs> I have now defined it. Yes. Um, so yeah, he's 58. Do you know what? It's not the worst. Like he's only looking for a girl half his age. So it's not the worst. I mean, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio has a girlfriend who's 19. That's disgusting. I think that's disgusting. And no one blinks an eye. 
uh, also like what mental age do you have that like, you can date a 19 year old like, i can, can you... date a 19 year old no i know that's what i was gonna say you're 28 could you date a 19 year old no they're idiots they're like literally they're just not into the same things as you they don't have you ever talked to an 18 year old or a 19 year old recently it's impossible Never. like you're t- you're speaking different languages yeah so yeah but then the thing is like see there's this woman she's like a director and she was like in her 40s and she married this boy who was 19 his name's like Aaron Tyler something um and everyone honestly lost it everyone was like no 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 she can't no she can't do that meanwhile men are doing it every day and like we don't complain Leonardo DiCaprio still loved by everyone still a legend has a 19 year old girlfriend which is I would say really weird really weird yeah really weird yeah right continue because there's more criteria was that right okay um oh give me a second um I'm back on the picture of him he does look 58 so um a dog is acceptable but will need a passport you must be able to cook as I love cooking especially waitrose ready-made meals you also don't need to be verified I can sort that out for you I think that means does that mean like the tech? I think that means on social media oh guys you don't even need to be verified we can sort that out with Instagram for you great good to know he's got contacts uh, you must oh house music and R&B lovers only no heavy rock or pop music oh I'd be a love some pop music yep you must like netflix especially money heist and also real crime no chick flicks watch them with your mates um you need to be confident enough to be able to go to the front of the queue in nightclubs and accept a table and free drinks from the owners you will need a driving license to share a bentley and a lamborghini jeep pending you must never have shared a teeth whitening post I'm not on any dating sites. You shouldn't be too. I'm not on OnlyFans, so you shouldn't be too. That seems lots, fair. Lots that seems fair. Um, the, so the one thing I picked out when I retweeted it is he sells shitty ketone supplements. So I love that he's like, no, definitely no teeth whitening, but I'll sell supplements that don't work. You'll have to promote my supplements piss off i know um let me see is there uh, anything else accept and love my children and grandchildren and realize no more kids for me i said something about baggage this is like, my least favorite line be what? intelligent but not boring oh <gasps> yes oh that's no. um, not cool because he obviously thinks that intelligent women are boring. Hmm. I couldn't think of anyone more boring. Like, Absolutely. what will he even say? But. Mm. Yeah. Um, I actually think he's taking the piss. He's clearly taking the piss, isn't he? I don't think he wants a girlfriend. Like, would that post work? Do you know what? Unfortunately, it's probably some really, like just want to climb the social ladder type girls that would be like yeah 
there's quite a few comments on it. There's, in fact, like almost 14,000 comments on it. There's quite a few. Um, yeah, there's quite a few. And there is quite a lot of, like, you know, girls being like, Hi, Wayne. Uh, it's me, Emma. How are you doing? Uh, I work from my laptop. I do Arbonne, so I wouldn't need to stay at home. I would come, whatever. And there is actually, like, um, quite a few girls tagging their friends, being like, this would suit you, hon. Oh, God. <laughs> um, that must be a uh, joke. Someone's written, hi, Wayne. Faith here from Rotherham. Just dropping you a line as I think would be a match. I think you'd love my HD stretch marks and the definition of my bingo wings. I have a child who loves to pretend to be a dog, so no issues there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Have a driving license and would also ensure you on my Peugeot 3008 with dent in the side. Sounds like an offer you can't refuse. Lots of love from your future queen of Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, amazing. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that um, neatly rounds us off. If anyone is thinking of applying, feel free to send us your, like, application forms for us to proofread. For Wayne Lineker. No, ladies, just don't do it. Don't do it. Hold off. Lockdown hopefully will end soon, and then you can go out and meet men the proper way, not have to shack up with... 58 year old men children oh, okay at least he probably has the mental age of like 20 anyway so well that was fun thanks emma okay bye